Hey, what's going on, my friends? This is probably my 10th take for this January 2nd, 2022 podcast. This is Dr. Drew of the Making Motivation Podcast. So I guess it's difficult for me to spit it out. I kind of have a lot of ground to cover because a lot has transpired over the holidays. Most of it good. Okay, and it's going to be good in the new year as well. We had a great Christmas and new year. I hope that you can say the same. We're thankful, full of gratitude for all that we have. My family, my friends. It's what makes life worth living. Very, very special. So I'm thankful for you all, and I hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. It's always difficult, as we discuss. It's always a challenge to come back and to take those first steps forward after the holidays. You know, it's a lot. It's challenging because now we must walk. We must not just talk about our goals or about you know, what will be or, you know, what you really want to do with your life and how you're going to finally accomplish all these things and all that stuff, all that, all those philosophies, those niceties, those theories. Now it's time, time for us to wake up tomorrow morning with a renewed sense of purpose or if need be feeling like shit, reluctant to roll out of the back on what is going to be an overcast and perhaps snowy mix of a morning. Yes, we need to be prepared for the contingency that that shits on our, our morning a little bit. We need to be prepared for the weather. We can prepare ourselves. We just read the friggin' news. What's it going to be like? You've seen the storm warnings coming through. Doesn't look like it's going to be anything too big of a deal. So there's that. Then is the fact that most of us haven't really done much physically. And haven't interacted and are kind of out of our groove. We're still on like vacation mode. There's no amount of preparation that can get you to take these first steps forward. There's no amount of motivation that I can give you that's you're gonna we're all, all gonna fucking do it tomorrow man we all gonna get our asses up and fight and smile and love one another and be fucking kind and just try to solve the problems that are presented to us fuck it man let's go after it that's what I'm gonna do A little bit at a loss for words today because we put our dog down. Our chocolate lab of 11 years of age. She's been in our life for seven years. She's been a tremendous animal, friend, uh, companion. The relationship that I have with her and the entire family had with Momi is very, very special. 
and I'm sorry to see her go, but she was getting old and suffering and lumps fucking bigger every day around her neck, around her, her fucking legs were swelling, swelling up her entire hindquarters, was very uh, full of edema, swelling. She had this gigantic tumor back there that was upset in the works, and she had to take a leak every every hour at least. And just she was, she, you could tell she was uncomfortable. She wasn't whimpering. She wasn't crying. She wasn't hanging her head. She was still that same instinctive, instinctual creature that just you know kept moving kept climbing. She just wanted to be on her perch next to me. My son had to give up, had to forfeit his uh, bucket seat as part of our sectional because Momi, that she just, she wanted to be right next to me and him. She wanted to be part of the family. So we gave her her own seat and she'd come over there and she put her muzzle on the, on the arm of the chair by her, the drink holder. And I'd pet her and rub her face and She'd look over at me, and it was just a glance. She'd look at me, and we'd lock eyes, and she knew that I was there and that I loved her dearly, just in a look and smell, too. She was very keen, of course, as all canines are, and her sense of smell. She'd search me with her nostrils at the end of every day when I would come in the the, house with all my stuff she would smell and and the the images the sensory images that must have come there the picture that that must paint the sensory experience that must be when she would just shake me down at the end of each day all of us would be coming home from work and oh dad's home oh there he is oh he smells like another dog hey what's that perfume hey what's this where you been dad what's going on and, but then we're all together. So, she'd been suffering for the last couple months. Getting lumpier. Getting slower. Waking us up multiple times during the night. Slowing down a little bit, you know. We, want, we wanted her to make it through the holidays. And she did. But last couple days, she's really slowed down and... It just seems like she's not doing well. So my wife called up this morning, made an appointment with the vet. We showed up around noon. Just prior to that, I pulled on the way down to the vet, pulled into our little creek spot down at the bottom of the hill, and let there was a cop sitting there, probably fucking hiding, talking to his wife or something like that, or his girlfriend. boyfriend and he was sitting in there right by the, the water treatment facility I, my wife kept going like she was spooked I fucking pulled right in there let the dog through the door open let that dog run out into the world she ran did her thing just like she had a million times went around sniffed the grass saw what I'm doing dashed down the hill after me I tossed her a stick wrestled with her a little bit, threw that stick into the creek, and she went and retrieved it, came back out, saw mom coming down the hill, 
just to see her, you know, swimming. And she looked at my, my wife, who was crying, and I could tell that uh, she knew that, you know, something was up. First of all, it's odd for mom to even be down at the creek with us. It's kind of, kind of like a daddy-daughter thing. So down we went. Threw another stick. Brought her up. Dried her off and put her harness on her. Which fucking was wilting off of her. I mean, it was just really loose. Because she... She's been losing weight. She's been skin and bones and a bunch of fucking bumps all over her neck, underneath, on the back. All these big fucking knobby things. These... I guess they're tumors. I guess they're cancer, you know? It's really fucking her up towards the end here. We brought her in. They had a nice little room for us and the vet and the vet techs and the place could not have been more professional or consoling and shot a morphine, chilled her out, and then a few minutes later hit her with the kill shot and that's it. And so, I mean, I'm happy that she's no longer suffering. Sad that she's no longer in our life and that that there is something, that there is this life form, this soul, this pure, lovable, devoted, faithful creature that was such a constant in our lives is no longer going to be there. I'm glad that she's no longer suffering. I'm I'm glad that she's not here withering away and we're going to see her at her worst. I'm glad that she got one last swim in the creek and that she knows that she was loved. Family's pretty shaken up about it. You know, we all sat sit around and we do this. We started this with Junebug when she passed several years ago. We all go. She's our family. And it's important for us to be there with her in the end. And it's sad, but we experience it and we know what's going on. We know what it's about. It's hard. But um, in some strange way, it makes me want to live better makes me want to live for a moment. It makes me want to help another dog. You know, want to take that love and distribute it around to everyone else. I remember saying that when Junebug died. That love that we gave and received from, from Momi and Junebug, now we have to distribute that around to each other and be kind each other and help each other and we need to put that somewhere and never forget her Mommy's only gone if we forget those times those memories all the laughter and all the everything even the frustration she was a pain in the ass to a lot of people there's all kinds of folks online saying oh she's such a sweet girl she barked at you every time you came by. <laughs> Just this morning, I had her laying out there in the grass, and and here comes this, you know, beautiful young mother with her, uh, 
beautiful young mother with her um, two kids in a uh, stroller. And it was nice out. It's like 55 degrees, no precipitation. And Momi gets, she's sitting on the ground. She can barely get her old ass to notice anybody coming by anymore. But just like always, she's like, oh. And she went to stand up and, you know, posture up. She does that to every fucking buddy who came by. She was, she was, I don't know what her problem was with that. But she was, despite that aggression, it was impossible not to love her. Impossible not to, you know, to appreciate her. To us, she was pure love, pure devotion. All her little quirks and the little treats that we'd give her and the time you could tell when she was happy and she just wanted to play. Um, the way she smelled, you know, she smelled like her ears smelled like corn chips. And every morning my wife would pick the, uh, the, fuck, the, the little uh, sleepies out of her eye and she would eat them. I know that's, that's not just unique to us, but my wife would always do that. It's fucking disgusting. But she would pick the sleepies out of her eyes, the little eye boogers, and Mummy would eat them. <laughs> and over the last couple of days, we got a bunch of FaceTime, each of us with her, and she was licking on our, us, and licking our tears away, and strongest among us sat there and, and just adored this creature, just laid there on the ground with her. And just loved her and grieved a little bit or a lot. So that's what happens. That's the way it goes, unfortunately. We're going to have her ashes and we're going to have her paw prints. And we're going to have pictures. And we're going to have, we got about a million collars and dog toys and bunch of dog food and everything else and life has been great with Momi Oberst and so no regrets in terms of owning that dog living a life with her every day every time I'd come home on lunch it wasn't just so I could go home you know drive a half hour each way so that I could sit on the at the island and eat my sandwich. It was because of Momi. It's because she was such a lover and we needed, you know, I need to take care of her. How's she doing? What's she up to? And we go outside and walk around the yard. She'd do her business and I'd clean it up and give her some kisses and just sit on the couch with her for a while. That's what we did. And if you're an animal lover, a, a dog owner, owner, it's fucking sound, it's so ridiculous. She was a big part of our lives, big, big part. And like I said, she was a pain in the ass too, sometimes. I wish she could have been an even bigger part of our life. You know, there's a lot of times where we had to leave the dogs at home when we would go out somewhere or we'd have a dog sitter or whatever. 
lot of times we had to leave her home because she would be a pain in the ass or we couldn't take her on vacation. So, but I always missed her and I could not wait to get back and see her. You know? So anyway, that's what I got going on. I'm sorry that that's kind of a bummer. I know you, if you're listening, I know that you feel bad and you, you know, issue your condolences and I appreciate that. Um, just think about animals and think about dogs especially. They are pure love, man. They just, they live for you. Not that you need, not that I need that much attention, but... God, it's, it's admirable how devoted these creatures are. You're, you're a pack. And as, that, as my dog, Momer, laid on the floor and started to get all stoned on the morphine or whatever that was, even before that, everybody was kissing on her and rubbing her and petting her, and she would look up to each and every one of us. And my wife my kids, and me, and back again, just a little inventory, like, where are my people at, where's my pack, are they with me, and in the end, we were with her, and she was with us forever, so if you're listening to this, and you're my friend, know that I'll be with you forever. I'll stand with you on your darkest day when your dog dies or when you're suffering or when you're hurting or when you're unhappy. My dog taught me that growing up with dog after dog. (laughs) Every dog I ever had in my life was the best I ever had. They're just wonderful, warm creatures that live for us. What's better than that? Anyway, I think you get the point. So, I I got through this podcast. I'm sorry it was a sad one, and I appreciate your concern. I'm going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're better having had this this soul, kind soul, crazy ass dog Momio burst in our lives for almost a decade. And we'll distribute that love around to the rest. And sooner rather than later, I predict we'll have a little puppy. And this dog is going to come to the office with me every day. the way it's going to be. So, hope you had a wonderful holiday season. It's time to fucking walk, my friends. Glad I got this podcast out, because tomorrow I'm not going to be talking about deceased pets, okay? I'm going to be venturing forth. I'm going to be doing great things. I'm going to be checking fucking dot and I's and crossing T's. I'm going to be putting the fire under the asses of the masses, goals, I got goals, all right, I'm working on them as we speak, all right, so 
Love and respect. I'm going to talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>